Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hello, humans. <laughs> hello, fellow alien? fellow humans. Uh, hello, dogs on the floor next to humans. Yes, to all of our canine and feline friends, if you're also listening on your smart speaker, welcome. Hello, Kron's fish tank. Various bovine. Well, that's a good call, too, yeah. Poultry. Roosters crowing. On a Monday. The final Monday of May. See ya, May. See ya. See ya. Hmm. How do we feel about May? Meh? Meh? Is it a meh? Bit of a meh May. Meh May was meh. Meh. June though. Yeah, get a load of June. Fire it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, here we are. Hmm. Oh, shit, something to talk about. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm kind of looking around. It's, other people are doing stuff. We're all done stuff now, right? Are we done stuff? I'm ready to go on vacation. Well, you are going on vacation. Well, yeah, that's what June's for, right? In July and August and... I don't know. I've I don't know. We still work. We still do it. Yeah. We still come in every day. Still get her done. You know, Dumas not just, uh, we need Dumas more than ever. Well, you know what? He missed that trip to Ottawa for the That's right. Calvary opener. So yeah. he's got one owed coming. Damn right. Sorry, Dumas. <laughs> that is still uh, a remarkable. F- Dean was very impressed by that. That, that you would fly. To Ottawa, of all places, to watch Cavalry FC. Against Atletico. I mean, yeah, it's not like, are they playing Messi? No, no, just uh, just the Ottawa team. Just the Ottawa guys. That, and that was it? That was the only, it was just kind of a uh, let's go, I'm, I'm excited was, for the soccer season no, to was, start? Yeah, I was like, you know, first game of the year, you know, first real year back since the inaugural year. That's true. Man. You know, and never been out to Ottawa. So. Stupid bubble and all that. Yeah. Right. Played on an island for like a month and a half. That was gross. That was weird. <laughs> but no, it was really it was. Uh... So then you got robbed of that. But then yeah. you didn't. You got to make it go, up yeah. now. Now it's time. It's June. It's time for you to go watch them play on the road somewhere. Yeah, and they were just in Toronto, so I missed that. You missed Halifax. That was the move. Well, they're going back to Halifax on Labor Day. What? So let's fill a plane. That let's is a party a there. Plane. Labor Day weekend, long weekend oh, yeah. in Halifax. I was actually looking at flights to Halifax yesterday. You, you, you may not know this. It costs $9 million ah, to fly yeah, to Halifax. Figured. Depends on your bucket, yeah. It, typically, it's Crazy, like, wow, right? I could get to Tokyo for half that. You can get to anywhere on this planet. Half that. For yeah. what it costs you to like, go well, to I gotta, Halifax. you got to go to Cairo for a bit. Phew, if it's only half a Halifax. Uh, can't even fly within your own dang country, dang it. Why is that? Less competition. There's not enough airlines up here. No. Crooked. Not a big airline. 
We're just getting screwed all over the oh, place, yeah. you know. Refs screwing us. Airlines are screwing us. The the gas stations are screwing us. As long as the free agents aren't screwing us. Learned that's that's that the the, the grocery store learned that yesterday. What happened there? Whoever's selling me milk, they're screwing us. Milk. 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 Milk is going through the roof. Get into the milk business. Get some milk stonks. Get Let's your, go. Get your milk on. That's right. Malcolm, if you got him. Malk to the moon. Invest, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the show today, we, again, I, it still feels fresh, doesn't it? Well, you miss Friday. That's part of it. <laughs> but uh, then, then everybody talked over the weekend. They yeah. packed their bags and got their stuff and they left town or began their off season and the next series hasn't started. I think that's kind of what it is. Until the next se- the season, the next series starts, it's still like, man, what? And then you're like, oh, game one hits. And I wish we could have been there. But then it's like, once you play game one, play game one's done. And then you feel a little better. Then a lot of times you give it one of these. Pasha. I'm yeah. done with this. Pasha. I'm done with you and your hockey exploits. When's July 13th. Well, I hope the Colorado mountain things just completely wipe you out, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their 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 Mick is better than their Mick, Mac Mick, Mac Mick. So, did you did you just cover every all of a Friday? That was it. Yeah, it was pretty raw on Friday. We had to talk yeah. about the okay, what the heck happened with the Coleman call? Okay, this isn't going back to Edmonton on Saturday. What happened? You got to tip your cap to the Oilers. You found a way to play their best hockey in that series. And then it was like, okay, so where, where are we at on life with or without Chris Tanev in terms of his involvement in the series? We found out mm-hmm. at least partially what he was dealing with. Rick Dollywall had tweeted after the game five loss that uh, it was a separated shorter, uh, shoulder, yeah. torn labrum. And a sprained neck. The Flames call it a dislocated shoulder. I mean, it was not good, whatever it was. We knew he was gutting through something. But they looked a lot better with him. They did without him, even if he was at, you know, X percent. X being a lot less than 100. And then it was like, okay, well, why couldn't they play their game? Why were they not dictating? And I don't know that we have answers there so much as just observations that, well, it was certainly they look closer to it with Tanev. Their goalie didn't have a great series. The decor in front of their goalie had an awful series. Their top line wasn't as good as the other guy's top line. And if your name wasn't Michael Backlund or Blake Coleman, you probably could have had a better series. Disappointment for sure. And I is is this easier or harder? I, does it even matter that it was Edmonton or whomever? But however, fan base does, however yeah. many you know facets of the game you look at. To your point, you didn't win the series. You didn't even win the individual aspects of the series. The stuff you were favored in, like, oh, there's an edge in goaltending. Oh, there's an edge yeah. in five-on-five play. Oh, the Flames' decor is better than theirs. Well, you got to stay off the special teams, though, because the Oilers' power plays. Well, turned out that was kind of a wash. Special teams. Man, five-on-five. Remember you, when you came in? You got what you wanted, in a like way? four or five years ago? Yeah. In Vegas, it was year one. So it would have been 2019, I want to say. Uh. And it was Winnipeg and Vegas in the Western Conference Final. And the only thing you could keep repeating was five games? Five. Five games? Yeah. Five games. But the thing that that was round one. No. How, was, could, how could it Winnipeg... was Colorado? 
No, I'm talking Colorado about Winnipeg playing Vegas. And you came in and said five games? Oh, okay. There's, there's been a few five games. No, no, no. no. I just, sorry, you, you missed what I said there. Um, like, it was just remarkable that that Jets team that had been building for so long with all those prospects, and it yeah, was just yeah. like, okay, here you go. You got an expansion team, and you're deep into the postseason here. And then somehow it was over in five. Five's fast. What they, they call it what? The gentleman's sweep? That's what is the other fans have been calling they it. Call and it? they certainly, if there's a fan base known for being gentlemen. That's true, yes. Very highbrow behavior. Well, some of their key players very yeah, yeah. gentlemanly like as well. That's true. But no, five games. You can't lose in five. And then, well, if this would have happened and exactly. if that would, it's hard. So, so did you get screwed out of a goal or a non-goal, whatever you want? If, uh, a, was that called a goal mostly all year? Yeah. All year, pretty much that was called a goal. That sucks. Did it cost you the series? Can't say that. Sorry. It might have cost you one game in Edmonton. And maybe you have a heroic rally in front of you, but if you're one blown call away from losing a series, yeah. you're probably way out of it at the time. In in a game five, exactly. Yeah. Blown like, call in game seven. Ooh, well now that stings because you were right there. Yeah. They didn't get to Smith enough, but yet and got to him did. plenty. Yeah. No, he got. Uh, they aerated him. He got pulled. He, he let one in from 132 the park. feet. Johnny threw and through the wickets in a huge game in a big spot. The Oilers outscored their issues, and they have issues. They outscored them all. And for everyone that thinks Colorado is going to absolutely mop the floor of them, guess what? The Oilers can still outscore a lot of their issues. Now, mm-hmm. their opponents got an ability to score more than the Flames do, probably, or did for the series. But I, I just think uh, it's a dangerous group because they don't care if they're down three. They came down for 5-1, 6-2. 2-0, 3-1, 2 4-3. They just erased deficits the whole series. Yeah, and if we haven't learned already, and not to say this was a huge upset, but it is in terms of the standing and what we saw. It's All the extra upset. picks were the other way. Right? You look, Florida's watching. and have been, Swept. They've been watching for a long time. Do you look now and say, well, I think Colorado's going to... Well, sure. But it's the playoffs. Did we not learn from Montreal and did we did we not learn from Dallas? And that's one of the questions I have. Is that what we're watching here now? Is this year's Edmonton Oilers team that Stars team or that Habs team that we watched tromp its way to the final, albeit unsuccessful once they get there? But do they have that little kind of something where on any given night they pick each other up and they get big goals and big performances from not just their key guys, but some other guys as well. Because that was, man, of all the things, it was that depth that killed. I mean, I guess if Dreisaitl gets 17 points, it's going to kill you. But Yeah, that was the thing. Man, Zach Hyman came Hyman through. Hyman was great. McDavid, we've never seen him that good. I don't know that we've seen him that physically invested. He was an absolute horse in that series. There's lots of reasons they moved on. If it was just one slight edge, it probably doesn't end in five. And that's the other side, that even with those performances, McDavid on another planet, Dreisaitl, Kane, Hyman, you still had leads. Couldn't tuck them away. You had leads in these games. And that was your that was your calling card. Score first, get a lead, chloroform, the chloroform-soaked rag, and we leave with, with the victory. But they couldn't. Chlorophyll? More like Borophil. Yeah. 
No, they, they weren't that good. They got to figure out why. That's what uh, True Living talked about on the weekend. Yeah, they we'll hear do, from True Living here. Uh, they got to do a deep dive. Dive deep, deep dive. Deep dive. They got to drill down on a deep dive. Got to drill, drill down. down. Yeah, drill it. On a deep. Drill it good. Drill. And so now the question becomes, okay, on ice stuff, curtains, off ice stuff. Oh, there's a bit of uh, the old inbox is pretty full on the True Living desk. Lots of things to figure out. And they're all related in the sense that he's got a pretty hard budget that the NHL calls a salary cap. It's the thing I like about uh, the game. You, get, you got the GM. And for most of the year, GM very busy. Trade deadline hits, extremely busy. Yep. Then once it's over the next day, oh, there's very little like, and I guess we can I go guess, look at uh, some college free agents or you know, some undraft kids. or not really do anything for this team now. Could watch some. College hockey for the upcoming draft, I suppose. But really, your your work is done, and then the playoff hits, and you're a spectator, and it's painful, and it's great, and you sit there and you enjoy the the the, the flights and the the five star hotels and all that. And then as soon as it's over, unless you're putting a mug over your head, it's a what went wrong scenario. And then the next day, you become the busiest, most focal, uh, most the, the the hub of the criticism. Mm-hmm. Comes to the general manager the day after the failure that is not winning the Stanley Cup. Right, and he wasn't on the ice. I didn't see him not tapping in stuff. Yeah, you need a long, need a long stick from where he watches mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. But, but no, you're point, right. Like it's it's now okay. I've I've put together this group. I can't touch it. And now it's well, this season's done, and I have to start, you know, molding this piece of clay for next season, which is obviously Johnny Gaudreau needing a contract, Matthew Kachuk one year away from. UFA status, needing a contract as an RFA. Oliver Shillington has arbitration rights. A lot of people really liked what they saw from Zadorov and Goodbranson. Andrew Majapani needs a significant raise. He also has arbitration rights. Kelly Yarncroke came in. He's a free agent. You've got some other guys that were soldiers brought in to work for Sutter that they need contracts, a la Richie and Lewis. Uh, there's lots of things here. The goaltending set, that's about it. Yeah, they have two goaltenders signed for next year. And I think they'd love another year for the young man who's just won another series in the American Hockey League to keep cooking. Yeah, why not? Let him ripen. Goalie of the year, do it again. On the blue line, four guys with contracts for next year. Up front, six forwards. Six forwards doesn't feel like a lot, dude. Oh, two-thirds of the top line needs a deal. So, I mean, you've got... You've got RFAs, Majapani, Kachuk on the back end, Shillington, all three of them, interestingly, with Arbrights. Yeah. Which means, let's go. Let's go chat with some let's lawyers. Let's go to arbitration. I just had a career year. Arbitration is my friend. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I would think that you'd like to avoid Arb with, with all of them. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing, bing. And then, of course, the, uh, the UFA, Johnny Gaudreau. Which is probably where you start. So what's... How, how many? What? So do you think? Do you think Gaudreau's gonna sign? Do you think Gaudreau? You think Johnny's gonna stay, or what do you think? What do you think Johnny's gonna? What about Johnny? I don't know about Johnny. You don't know. How do we know? Well, you can listen to the you words know? he say, and that doesn't tell you everything. But you can certainly read tea leaves. That's kind of what we've been doing for two, three years here, isn't it? And see, I've never done tea leaf. Re- like, I don't even know if I've seen tea leaf. I've had tea. Mm-hmm. It's like it's got to be a loose leaf if if you're reading the leaves because in the bag you can't read through the bag. Like, is there? Am I missing something? You're not a a soothsayer. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not exactly 
Miss Cleo? No. Caller? Pick up the phone. Let's hear what... Uh, he played football, hon. Yeah, he's the dad. Yeah, here's... Uh, now, Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday they cleaned Saturday. up their bleep. Here was, of course, Johnny asked very quickly about it. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, sit down with my agent next this week sometime and, um, you know, figure out what's what's best for me and, and my family. And uh, obviously, Calgary has a special place in my heart. I've been part of this organization for... 11 years now so um ever since day one i got here um the fans the organization my teammates uh even you guys um sometimes when i'm playing bad you guys give me a hard time but that's all right um but everything about this city i love and uh like i said my wife loves it here my you guys can tell on twitter my uncle my dad my mom my sisters you know brother you know everyone loves loves calgary and it's uh special place in our heart and and we love it here so we'll see what happens see there's some positive things there it doesn't mean he stays but it certainly uh you don't have to give family endorsements to the city you don't have to mention that you know people like it here i don't think you make up those things yeah. right i get that's the, reading the tea leaves i get the sense it's sincere it can still mean that he leaves you can still be very fond of a place and have loved it since you showed up and your family could love it but you could also leave yeah that, i that think it's happen. um we're looking at things on a spectrum. I don't think it's a hundred or zero, but you certainly feel better about your probability of re-signing him when you hear things like that. It will be two things. What is Calgary's offer? And what are the other offers? What other teams, what other cities can I potentially have on my plate? Yeah. That's it. And the eighth year is a big one because if you want if you're looking at total dollars, as I think agents will at this portion of a player's career. How is another team over the course of seven years going to pile up the same amount of money as the Calgary Flames will over eight years? They have to go way higher on AAV to the tune of probably a million and a half more per year. Does another team value Johnny Gaudreau more than a million and a half more than the Calgary Flames do on an annual basis? I don't know. I mean, every team's cap situation is unique. A lot of people look at where he's from and suggest that's a fit. I don't know that necessarily it is. I mean, you can go build a home and live your off seasons in the place that you live. Uh, the team he grew up cheering for is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. The other team that's close to him at home, they've got a lot of young players that are going to need big money extensions soon enough. And honestly, if you looked at the season they just had, where is there a place he can go where he's got a better chance to win if that's something that he places a high priority on, I think it is. Yeah, and Johnny was a Flyers guy. He's from Jersey, but... You, Correct, yeah. He lives in a there. Flyers suburb, a, a yeah. Philly suburb, but happens to be in New Jersey. Yeah, he's... He, he loved, loves the Flyers. And, well, uh, he uh, did growing up. I don't think he cares from now, but yeah. Like, he's an Eagles guy. He's a Philly guy. He's a Philly guy. That's his thing. And he has said in the past, I saw, I saw one writer I talked... Johnny Gaudreau has said in the past that he wanted to play for the Flyers someday in 2016. 2016. <laughs> and he pulls the, the quote, yeah, I think everybody wants to play for their hometown team at some point. Which, yeah, very innocuous. So, anyway. Imagine if you ask Kale McCarr, you know, after he helped beat the Flames in 2010, hey, would you ever hmm. thought it'd be cool to play for the Flames? Oh, yeah, I grew oh, up yeah, with yeah, the yeah. pajamas. Of course it'd be cool. Kale McCarr, 10 years later, he wants to go to Calgary. Yeah. It's pretty silly. Wild off season, and it was going to be either way. 
Yeah, that's true. Whether they're still playing or not, it's uh, it, there's. I guess if there's one silver lining, and it probably doesn't mean much to the fan base. If you're the GM, at least you got a little more time to deal with this because you're not talking to Johnny today if it's game time tomorrow. I guess. Right? Or I guess tonight would be game seven in theory if you were still playing. Tonight would. You're not talking about it today if that's the case. You definitely are chatting with Johnny's agent, Matthew Kachuk's agent, probably pretty extensively at this juncture. Sony text again. That's some groundbreaking takes you conjured up there. Oh, I know. Well, I under- listen, I understand. I can give you, if you want some made up hot takes i can have them for you well then let's or, or i can lie to you and tell you that you know I, how it's gonna that go I, that i know what's that we've talked like no i i don't sense there's massive fear about him leaving so much as well was a chance is that sort of how you'd gauge it i would if if you're handicapped them i think that calgary has a better chance than anybody else i think i think that he is sincere when he says he likes it here and his family likes it here, and that the team's been good to him, and the fans have been good to him. I don't know. I, I don't hear stories about Gaudreau out in the town. Like, I, is he able to go to movies? Is he able to live his life? Because you hear some guys like you can't even, you can't go anywhere. Guy. I think can't this do is a anything. good city for that. I think it's I've, nice to be famous, but I don't think you get people camped out outside where you live here. Yeah, it's not as crazy as other markets and other sports, but it's also like nice to be recognized. I think he could blend into a crowd in a lot of places in this league. He'll never do that here, but I also think you can live your life. I don't think Calgarians are so smothering that it's like get me the H out of here. Sure. I couldn't go fill up my truck. I'll tell you what, the the agent and management of the team, they did a good job of closing closed ranks on this thing because he's the premier free agent, UFA, maybe of the offseason, certainly for this team, and you heard mm-hmm. nothing in terms of even rumblings, hearing this has happened. Now, maybe they just didn't talk. There could be that too. But they said they were going to keep it out of the media. We're not going to talk about it. They didn't talk about it. We didn't hear anything about it. Which makes sense. So, That's probably the good way to do business. If you start talking about negotiations, the rumor mill gets out of control. The one thing... Dopes the, like the, us start the, talking the about The Flames it. are going to have to know ahead of the deadline by a significant margin. And so is Johnny. He's not going to get that eighth year if he waits beyond July 13th. And I think both sides will be able to appreciate the timing of it all because if Goudreau is leaving, then not only do you have the money to spend or... A, you gotta, you gotta get it going. You gotta figure. Are we trading? What are we? Are we? How are we moving money around? What are we doing to replace this guy? Because suddenly we're without our leading scorer. Yeah, and I don't think there's a single you're player not to going, come in and replace Johnny. There There's yet 115 point season. He had the most regular season points at even strength since like you know Hall of Famers in the 90s. That was an incredible year. Now, playoff resume strong, but not as superlative. But I think he also sort of dispelled some notions there as well. I thought he was pretty darn good against Edmonton. I thought he was excellent against Dallas. And as you said, there's not going to be 31 teams that are going to be knocking at his door. You just can't with the the cap. I'm sorry. If if this was a robust, growing business with no pandemic in the last two years, there might be a lot of teams with cap space. There just aren't. Like if Tampa likes Johnny, cool. They can't afford him. He's not going to Tampa, guys. Yeah. I, and and there will be, there'll be some that just don't see him as a fit. There will be some who just won't dig the player. 
Or it's like, hey, we got big paydays coming next year. We can't hamstring ourselves with our young players for this. We're not in that, you know, part of our life cycle where we're going to spend on free agents right now. And there's going to be the opposite. There's going to be teams that are longer in the tooth, that have some cap space, that say, this is last call. We can bring this guy in and extend this window a bit. The Islanders are a fit for that for me. They don't have a very good prospect system. Would that help Matthew Barzell get back to looking like a star center? I guess the and the other question is there's no doubt the Flames want him back. I would say maybe a year, two years ago, three years ago, there were some real questions as to whether or not this was the guy you wanted to pay the big money to. If you look at other other teams that are playing paying guys nine, ten, right? Franchise player money. Pretty common, right? Most teams every other team kind of has a guy in that nine, ten range. Yeah. So are you are you con- are you convinced that this is your guy? That this is this is the Flames guy for the next eight years, making the big dough. You're happy with it. He's, he's shown you enough now. That's also the question. I mean, what more do you want to see? Uh, I don't hang them losing to the Oilers on him. He's pretty good. You don't win against Dallas without him. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I we've said it all year. Squint and try to envision this team next year without him in the regular season. I'd rather we're not uh, talking about the playoffs. No, I, I don't think because even even in that Edmonton series where there was little help at times, I thought he was still all right. And it, he, but he's he is not a guy like a McDavid. No, who, who's going to be able yeah, to take a guy because yeah, McDavid's best in the world, but he's not that guy who's going to take everybody on their back. But I think that there's no question the Flames realize it too, that if he leaves, you can take you? you can take the the money back and try and spend it and replace him. But he makes Kachuk better, he makes Lindholm better, he makes the team better, the all of it. Uh, Kachuk is another one. That one to me is I, I'm less clear on how that one plays out. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a bit of fear around the last name and the name bar in terms of how negotiating can be difficult. We watched Brady Kachuk miss, what, all the preseason and one or two regular season games. But at the end of the day, he signed, what, a six-year pack at pretty good money in Ottawa. If he wanted out of there, he could have done it. He didn't. And for all the tough talk about short-term and signing bonuses, the Ottawa Senators brought pretty much everything they wanted in that negotiation. They got term. They didn't have to front and load it with with uh, signing bonuses, which is a team sort of policy that they'd had for whatever reason. And he's staying as their captain in the capital city for the next six years. Like it, for all the tough talk, it looked like that's a pretty great outcome for Sens fans. Well, and and maybe maybe the tough talk gets him instead of eight point two five or whatever it is. Maybe they were trying to come in at the five, six million dollar range. Coming right, out but I mean, when you look at it, that's a that's not a that's a very reasonable no, it is. for the sense, is it not? It, it, Especially yeah, given like, oh boy, this looks rough. Maybe he'll just go get out of there quick. But I don't think the question was ever: Are is he going to get paid by the Senators? No, but it's, the question you was short term or long term, and he committed long term. Yeah. You got to get tip your cap. So with that discussion, I wonder what those talks were behind closed doors with agent and dad and mom and family. 
because it couldn't, it obviously couldn't have been, don't want to be in Canada, don't want to be in a small market, I don't, don't want to be in Ottawa. No, otherwise just you take, wouldn't sign six years. You know, just take the money. You can, you probably, you can find your way out in a shorter amount of time. Pay, you know. Mark Stone got out of there your quick. dues and get out. He went to Arb and boom, he was out of there. This was not what Brady did. If someone wants to leave Ottawa, that's not the deal they sign. And for all the fear-mongering about he's a Kachuk, they've always been tough to negotiate with, he wants to get out of here, he's an American, he doesn't want to play here. No. He committed long-term. So, and that's not uh, a great setup. Like, I think there's a lot of... It's a seven-year contract. He's got six years left. That is not how you leave Ottawa. So because they're brothers and because it's Ottawa, it, it's not a direct compare. It's a comparable, I guess, if only because of last name and all that. It but doesn't it mean anything means with Matthews. Nothing. But, but I think... What it does tie into is there was a lot of fear around Akachuk in Canada on a contract. So that, those are all comparables, right? Same family, same country, same rumors about someone wanting to play at home that may or may not be founded in any fact. The question will be, because here's what it is with Matthew. He is a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. He will, he'll make $9 million for the Flames just to keep him. If if, and if he, he signs his QO, yeah. If he signs it, I can't... Jeez. And then you become a, a UFA, where then you can go wherever you want. So, yeah, he's got a little more leverage than Brady in the sense that there's ARB, and if he doesn't like the way negotiations are going, you can just sign a one-year, $9 million deal and then be in complete control of your situation next summer. He gets one more year of a test drive and will get $9 million to do it. And I don't even know if it will be. If he accepts the one-year QO and says that's it, I don't think you test drive him. I think he's on the market. This is when you shop him. And that was the point I was going to make. If that's where you get to, you can understand the player's side, mm-hmm. I guess, but you can then also understand the team's side. We we can't just roll this guy to no. UFA status. No. And it's tied to Johnny's stuff, right? I think Matthew likes the team more with Johnny here than gone. I think vice versa. If if Johnny's going to sign, he's like, hey, by the way, what's going on with Matthew? Are we going to get this done? And it's not like they're a pair, but I think both of them would like to have each other around and both would want to be here a little less if the other guy they knew wasn't going to be here. True Living Talk with the media on Saturday. We'll have some of his stuff coming up. He was asked about that. Are the two linked, the Gaudreau and Kachuk contracts? And of course they are, but in a way they aren't because of Age and status and and all of that, but we'll uh, we'll break here. Pinder report coming up. Lots on the show today. Looking forward to hour number two. Yeah, so one of I, our boys that we haven't met. I'm excited to meet this guy. I yeah. So I didn't. Connor McGahee. McDavid, play by play voice of the Colorado Avalanche on the Altitude Radio Network. Uh he's all hail Kale. He's John. Yeah, he's he's the guy. Oh, Captain, um, my captain. Oh, Captain, my uh, uh, Mac. Uh, the Codger Man can. Were there some other ones? Throw the Shepo! Oh, he's throwing the, the Shepo. Mac attack is back, Jack. Mac, Jack, 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 yeah. Over and over and over and over. Is he he's the, you can't, up. you can't stay here, you guys don't have to go home, nice. the party and is over. You o- don't have to go home, but you can't stay here right. because this party is over. There's a bit of Duffman there like as well. Him, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Oh, hell, <laughs> I'm excited for this guy. <laughs> to Mr. Rister again. 
Do you think he'll have that kind of energy when he comes on? I'm I'm demanding it. It is a long weekend, Memorial Day. We'll see. We're gonna hang up on him if he doesn't. <laughs> needs a little H two O. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of Duff man there for sure. So we'll talk to uh, Duff McGahey in hour two. <laughs> and there, we got a little game. Duff McKagan? Yeah, that's right. We got some uh, game seven tonight. Well, game seven. Can Carolina continue their home ice dominance? This is insane. Have we seen anything like this? We're getting it's into 13 games where they've gone back and forth, only winning at home and only losing on the road. 13 games. Yeah. 7-0 at home, 0-6 on the road. They've not led at any point at Madison Square Garden through the three games they've played there. And the Rangers have already won a game seven. They clawed back from 3-1 against uh, Pittsburgh. Crosby and company. Now they're not at home. You have to do it on the road. But uh, big game seven. Who's puckering? Is anybody puckering? I don't know. You haven't puckered for any amount of time. Carolina just won the other night. Why are they puckering at home? They'd be puckering. At home. They, is this a neutral side game? Are they on the road? So we got a game seven. We got it for you on the radio. Six o'clock tonight, Rangers Canes. The winner to move on and play the Tampa Bays. Who've been sitting and just waiting. waiting. Yeah. Couldn't just like because Tampa needed more to go in their favor. Well, they we, missed some point. They kind of did it without we one get of their through, best guys. Uh, we get through round number two, quick and easy against our state rivals. And now we get to sit and it would be great if the other team all, all the way to seven games. Perfect. So it's all coming up lightning once again. They good. They earned the breaks. You took out the President's Trophy winner four straight. You only allowed three goals. The highest scoring team ever in the Caps history. You've earned your rest. Yeah. Carolina, they were so afraid to get on a plane and go play in other people's rinks with people not wearing red jerseys. Maybe this they don't, hey, not our fault. Yeah, give them a twist. Grab a hold. Come on. Go. Figure it out. Let's go. Pinder Report is coming up. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Program brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Unforgettable countryside golf. Just a short drive from the city. 18 holes of tranquil golf nestled. Nice and snug right in central Alberta. Was out there on the weekend. Come on. Not Sundry, but central Alberta. Oh, yeah. Kids are going to camp this summer for the first time ever. Get a little orientation. Get to stomp around, see what the uh, what they're up to. They're all jacked up. The high ropes course, got a climbing wall, all kinds of fun and games. It's right there, just, uh, just a couple clicks away. So as Ryan was saying, season memberships are on sale now. As are nestled right in there, dude. Twelve game packs. Get out of the city onto the green. Experience Sundry Golf Club. Book your tee times at sundrygolf.com. Home of the 2022 Alberta Open Championship, June 21st to 24th. This is rolling foothills, Dean. Beautiful. Is it? Rolling? Keep on rolling, baby. Rolling Garros? <laughs> Stop it. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> they were a thing, right? What, uh, Limp Biscuit? Yeah, that the, was the, the thing the, that we the all lived through. Hot dog water. They're still and, uh, going, man. Oh, dear. They're still going. That was a thing. Yeah, I was never really in on what that thing, but certainly now? lots of people are. So, what, I mean, was it? It was like punk rap. 
Yeah. Rap metal. Like, was it rap metal. There, thank you. Yeah. So rage against like rage against them, but she starts it and they're like, hey, let's no, do this. Or rage wasn't like uh, rap. You can blame Jonathan Davis and Korn for Limp Biscuit. Okay, thank you. Well, someone should be blamed. He he had uh Fred Durst tattoo him, and then he was like, Hey, here's a mixtape. And the world was given Limp Biscuit. There's your story. Thanks. Someone had to, eh? <laughs> All your football and metal info He's direct like, from the source. I, this guy's tweeting yesterday about F1 and the Indy 500. Is that it's right? Like, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. It doesn't stop with Dumas. Give this guy a follow. It's unbelievable so stuff. You're, so you're telling me Limp Bizkit is still doing... They're go, still go out there? Go look at a picture of Fred Durst now. He's got like blonde hair. He's got like a mustache goatee thing. He looks like a... And like he's a 56. It's, 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 it's crazy. People are out there. They're going to these Limp Biscuit shows again because it's like, what? It's those kids, you know, they're like 45, 30, you know, late 30s now. He's 51. Yeah. Ew. Actually, I was joking when he was 50. That's probably enough Limp Biscuit talk for one show. Probably enough, right? Time for the Pinder Report. Brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility. They will meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Well, Dean, sad news. Um, don't know that we need the breaking bed, but the Calgary Flames season has ended. Since we last spoke, Battle of Alberta, round six, a decisive Edmonton checkmark. Flames done. The season-ending availabilities, locker clean-out, all that was Saturday. Let's get right to it. The storyline of the offseason, bigger than any other, the future of pending UFA Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny, you want to yeah, play in Calgary? Um, obviously, you know, sit down with my agent next this week sometime and um, you know, figure out what's what's best for me and and my family. And uh, obviously, Calgary has a special place in my heart. I've been part of this organization for eleven years now. So um, ever since day one, I got here. Um, the fans, the organization, my teammates, uh, even you guys. Um, sometimes when I'm playing bad, you guys give me a hard time, but that's all right. Um, but everything about this city I love. And uh, like I said, my wife loves it here. My, you guys can tell on Twitter. My uncle, my dad, my mom, my sisters, you know, brother. You know, everyone loves, loves Calgary, and it's a special place in our heart, and, and we love it here, so we'll see what happens. They do like it here. They love coming to visit. I know it was tough, the, the pandemic stuff and the travel wasn't easy. They were flooring it once things open up here this season. Get out here, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, the uncle loves it. Uncle whatever his name is. The real Jim. That's right. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I, certainly there's been less inspiring and less confident press conferences, uh, but it certainly doesn't mean it's done one way or the other. One thing we know, he's going to get paid. Whether it's the Flames or somebody else, Johnny's coming off a career year where he finished, what, second in league scoring, 115 points, and had the best season in the last, what, 20-plus years in the NHL for five-on-five five scoring. That's crazy stuff. You couldn't ask for much more if you're Gaudreau. New coach, team with no expectations or low expectations, so much up in the air, and you come out and have your best season ever, one of the best seasons in the NHL in your contract year. Well done. Yep, well done. And I think for the Flames, you're thinking, okay, that's 
it's a good year that we we made some noise. We had a good regular season. He this he wasn't going to not get along with Sutter, which was the knee jerk reaction from a lot of uh, armchair Flames fans. No, actually, the best year he ever had, and we'll see what goes from here. Um, next on the list of priorities for the Calgary Flames is sorting out a contract for Matthew Kachuk. Absolutely, I've loved it here. I've grown up here. I more I think about, it, I came here and didn't really. I didn't know anything about Calgary. I didn't know anything about Western Canada. My mom's from Winnipeg, so I guess that's as far west as I knew, and uh, kind of just fell in love with it here. And um, I think ever since the COVID shutdown, I was talking about this the other day with family. Um, kind of like the more you realize, like you know, people being locked up forever, and now basically everybody you're seeing out more than more than normal and and how appreciative people are here of our team and how much passion they have for it and that's something that we were lacking for those few years when we were pretty much shut down and um just kind of love the people here and you know it's 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 cool not only cool to you know go places and and have people come up and talk about your sport and talk about what you mean to them and everything but I don't know, just just how happy that the team makes them feel and um, how great they've made my life here, just the people in general. So, um, And I'm not just talking people with the team. and Whether it's, you know, trainers or, um, you know, coaches, management players, just people in the city, people that, you know, live in my apartment or that I see, you know, on every, any given day. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I, I would be very, very open to that. That's a pretty glowing review of the city. Can we get Tourism Calgary to get Matthew signed up, get him a little sponsorship? (laughs) Who knows what it means, but you could certainly say less glowing things about a city. We've heard it before. As for Brad Sheldon, the general manager, uh, first reaction to their season being over. There's an empty feeling today because I think there was more there. I look at that series and the team that played the best won the series. I think you have to acknowledge that. I don't think we put our – what's empty for me is I don't think we put our game on the ice. Um, there's times in this business. Uh, yeah, and more from the GM. The Johnny contract looms large, clearly the top priority for his offseason. Thoughts on that? Certainly we have some contracts to get done, Johnny and Matthew, and you guys know the list. I've said this, and I've said it to John. Um, I think he's a Calgary Flame, and we want to make him a Calgary Flame for a long time. And – we're going to do everything we possibly can to make that happen. Um, we saw what he's capable of. I've believed in this guy since the day I walked through the doors here. And uh, so certainly that's that's an important uh, piece of business that we got to take care of. Yeah, I think that probably is. Yeah, that's fair. Don't forget about that one. Whoops, did we forget to? Oh, no. It's July 14. A guy can't go on a boat for a couple. Oh, how did we forget about? They're on it. Don't worry. They're, they're, they're talking with this count. Uh, last one. What about injuries? We always found out a little more when the season ends, Dino, about who was playing through what. We heard mm. a bit about Chris Tanev, but uh, well, a bit of a shopping list after that. You know, I, at this point in time, he's the only player that's going to have have surgery. Uh, Nikita had, I think, he had two cracked ribs uh, that happened in the Dallas series. He slid into the net in kind of a breakaway there and slid into the net. Um, uh, Luch was dealing with. He had a he had a real significant AC joint sprain um oliver you know oliver had a had a shoulder he was dealing with uh andrew i think it was with a, a wrist uh, matthew banged up his hand um you and i'm i'm saying this i'm probably leaving some guys out 
Well, not nothing. But again, as you, you didn't hear it in that clip, he notes off the top that all teams are going through things like this and that, you know, you, you don't roll into round three or two healthy and fresh as a daisy. That's what we call preseason or training camp when you actually feel really good. Yeah, and, he, and he, it sounds like he's rolling it out. He was on both ends, very quick to say. Not excuses. Yep. Every team has it, but here's what it is. He was asked about the particulars. So he, for context, it's not as though he was, here's why we were out in now, five. We would have won if not for, no, he didn't say that. Uh, all in all, I think pretty positive exit day in terms of locker cleanout, media availabilities, conversations. There's more work beyond Gaudreau and Kachuk. I think a lot of people would love to see Eric Branson back, and I think Eric Branson has, coming off the best year of his career, would understand fit rather than just, hey, who's going to give top dollar? We'll see. Zidorov's a free agent. Is that a luxury the Flames can afford? Uh, Oliver Shillington is Arbright's. He went from seventh defenseman to top four defenseman playing with Chris Tanev. There's lots in there to unpack. And Andrew Majapani has Arbright's. Uh, he, part of that one line that was their best against the Edmonton Oilers. So no shortage of work to be done. And uh, don't worry, we got all summer to unpack this. Yeah, we sure do, Ryan. Yeah. That's, I look forward to all summer talking about contracts. I mean, we, we, we could take vacation, but we'll forego that. To, no, to we'll come just in come and in and talk every about day. There's a lot of updates, and we'll, we'll look at ARB comparables for Oliver Shillington and really dive into the Gustav Forsling waiver system. Oh, just punch, punch me in the face. Uh, let's get to uh, some other news from around the NHL. Uh, uh, last night in the NHL, oh, yeah. did, did you catch this one? Uh, nothing. Nope. Sorry. Nada. Tonight, though, we got hockey again. It is a Game 7, Carolina, New York. Carolina 7-0 at home in the Run postseason. The he's pumped, yeah. He's, he's ready to go. Good at home. The thing, though, not that good on the road. Still over the postseason, over 6. Unbelievable. That's a 6 o'clock start. Sportsnet West and CBC. Tomorrow, we start Round 3. The Western Conference Final will kick off in Colorado. It's the Avs and the Oilers. Hmm? 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 Yeah, hmm? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that means we got to get some picks in tomorrow. Sure, fair enough. And we'll know what the uh, the Eastern Final is as well. Correct, Ryan. Other hockey news. Canada-Finland gold medal game at the World Championships from Finland. A phantom call on Cole Sillinger early in the third, Dean. Wasn't his stick. In the face, that was his own stick. It's not high stick. It was someone else's stick. Refs. Sets up a five on three. The Finns score twice, take a 2-1 lead. They add to make it a 3-1 lead. They're at home. This thing's curtains, right? Not with those good Canadian boys, Dean. They'll never quit. Yeah. Giddy. Canada down too late. They score twice with an empty net behind them. White cloud. Then Comtois. Overtime we go. Another bad call. Thomas Shabbat gets a stick. You can, don't put oh, it there. An- another one? Don't oh. let the rest. Don't give him that chance. Uh, lovely flop. Finn score on the power play. Finland gold. Canada to silver. And a lot of people in Finland look like a lot of people in Finland. Yeah. They- if you go there, Dean, you're the one guy that doesn't look like all those lovely ladies, cousins and brothers and dads and uncles. Go live it up. Yeah, there's a thing, though. They're Finns. Yeah. They're they had their own weird they're songs. very Finnish. They were singing the Finnish version of Tragically Hip songs yeah. there that no one in the rest of the world's ever heard. People are losing their minds. Yeah, they have no idea. What is New Orleans and why is it sinking? The, but the Finnish version of that. Well, is it a, is Tempera it a, sinking. Is it a boat? Yeah, I don't know. 
Start to bail. The fishing boat. Uh, for Canada, tough finish with the officiating, but three golds, three silvers, their last seven years of the World Championships. Remember, this is the tournament where it's like, oh, people care about this, and they convince Canadians to go overseas. You don't have to twist the arms of Europeans, but there's a big deal there. For Canada to have those results, pretty impressive. And they're still getting hammered in Finland. What are they do- drinking right now? They're still, they got to be going. Aquavit, or what are they? Oof. Uh, Finlandia, for sure. Yeah. That's, an easy, that's on the nose. It's... It's a lot. It's a lot of vodka. It's yeah. a lot of schnapps. It's a lot. It's a lot of uh, steam rooms and you know, hot stones. It's a lot of schnapps. It's a lot of schnapps. Schnappers. Other hockey action that you'll care about, Dean, maybe. Oh. Uh, let's go to check in on the Stockton Heat. Oh, Stockton! Yeah, game four against Colorado. <laughs> it's uh, best of five in the Western Conference quarterfinals. One goal, all you needed. Face off. Is won by the Heat. Philp takes it down far corner. Philp, blue line, finds Kirkland. He scores! Justin Kirkland from the top slot with 16-31 left in the game. The Heat finally break the deadlock and take a 1-0 lead. And not unlike Costco brand everything, quite high quality. Kirkland, amazing season. He had all three game-winning goals in the series. They win 3-1. Over Colorado. Oh. The Heagles. So yeah. they, the Heat are uh-huh. moving on. The Heat is on. Friday in Chicago. Don't sing. They'll take on the Wolves. You want to take a wolf howl? Do you want to howl like a wolf? Or? Oh. No, that, is, that is not a wolf. Stop that immediately. Cha, 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 It's a 2-3-2, two, two, Dean, meaning huh? they'll play a pair in Illinois before three in Stockton, and then the final pair, if necessary, will be back in Chicago. Best, best of seven. That's a bird. That is not a wolf. And the WHL final is nearly set. The Seattle Thunderbirds beat Kamloops to force a game seven. That'll be the Western side. They'll play the winner. Um, excuse me, the winner of that game tomorrow in Kamloops, a game seven. We'll get the Oil Kings. They've lost one game. That's it. This entire postseason rolling and dispatching quite quickly of the Winnipeg Ice, which uh, whew, might no have been fun. the two best teams in the West. The Oil Kings are no fun at all. They don't like having fun. They're no fun to play. They like it's no good. They're yeah, bad for hockey. All they're doing really. is raising their arms, just putting them in the air, Enough. celebrating. Would you stop rubbing it in? And finally, Jason Spetz has called it a career. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spez. Yeah, we're gonna miss him. Pretty impressive longevity. Still was able to contribute, albeit in a limited role this year with some healthy scratches. And a guy that adapted well to, I'm a star forward to, I can play on the fourth line. That's not always easy for everyone. He finishes this season with 25 points in 71 games. He finishes his career 1,248 games, five points shy of 1,000. Yeah. Well, Never you know, won a cup. He was a bit of an accumulator at the end, right? I don't know. He's in and out of the lineup. Feels like a shot. Kind of a, I don't well, know what you mean. But uh, to be that close to 1,000, you had your chance. Oh, yeah. No. Right? I mean, but in terms of... He came into the league in 0203. So, yeah. Lots of seasons in there. From 19 years of age to 38, he spent half his life in the NHL. Impressive mm. stuff. And uh, uh, he'll move co- into a front office position with the Leafs, Dino. And from those who know Jason Spezza, not shocked to see him move into that managerial spot or to move into the front office and uh, belief that that's you're looking at a future GM of a hockey team. That's his deal. All right. Special assistant to Kyle Dubas now for the Leafs. 
She was asked about his retirement, said, you know what? Sting's not winning a championship. You dedicate your life to craft. You never get to the top of the mountain, but maybe that helps push me in the other side of the business to continue to chase that. Okay. This is going to happen a lot now, by the way. We saw it with Aginla, Spezza. There's going to be really, really good players and like Hall of Fame players that aren't going to have cups. That was really weird to suggest 20 years ago, but it just there's 32 teams now. I'm sorry. And guys like Maroon win them three four years in a, in a row? Yeah, maybe four. Oof. Major League Baseball, let's go there. Jays in Anaheim looking for the first sweep of the year. They haven't swept anyone? Interestingly, a road series on the West Coast. Those are always tough for the Jays, apparently. And a four-game set against the Angels, who are actually good, no less. Wow. Didn't see a sweep there, potentially. Well, neither did the Angels as they got to Jose Barrios. But first, he was given a lead to work with. The one-two grounded over the mound into center field off the second base bag. One run scores. The second one coming in, Biggio. Guriel's at third. It's 6-2. Six 6-2 to two. Six to Jays early. Goodness. You get Vlad an off day. The Oscar wasn't playing. you kidding me? 6-2 Jays? Don't worry, though. Barrios would soil his pants and give it all back in the second half of the inning. 2-2. Sky to center field. That ball is way gone. A two-run shot and a two-homer game for Shohei Otani. Angels right back in at 6-4 Toronto. Showtime. 11th of the year, two on the day. With the call, that was Ben Simmons. Shulman. Dan's son. Oh, good. Interesting. We'll see if Ben Wagner answers our calls. we got to get him on. Talk some Jays this week. Wonder how he got that gig. He's good. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. Good work. Look, come on now. There's lots of guys that are great. The, the lineage. Wonder how Chuck got to the NHL, hey? Eh? Nice mm, dang bar, kid. Yeah. Where for his dad, he never would have got that tryout. Or he's just around his whole life and good at it. Uh, four runs charged to Barrios in the inning. His night ended just two and a third. Six earned runs. Gross. Bullpen. Hey, just eat 20 outs, would you? <laughs> Didn't go well early. Angels had leads of 8-6 and 9-6, but the Jays wouldn't go away. Pitch 24 on the way. Swing and a drive to deep center field. Trout at the wall, leaps, and launches its sail. A game-tying blast from Bo Bichette. Tens are wild in Anaheim. The 0-1. Coriel, hard hit ball on the ground. Pass the diving glove of Walsh at first into right field. Kirk is heading home. He scores. Alejandro Kirk, if you can cash him from second, that's a serious. <laughs> and look out. <laughs> Guriel, the monster day, two for three. He had two bases loaded walks. Free swing and Lourdes Guriel Jr. took two walks with the bases loaded. Five RBIs in the day. Good work. Uh, David Phelps closed it out. All the high leverage guys burnt from their three wins in the prior three days. All right. Jay's now 27 and 20 on the year. Starting to hit. 27 runs, 28 runs over the course of the four games. Offense finally perhaps has awoken, which would be a good thing, right? They, you have all these star Runs hitters. are good, Ryan. Yeah, there you go. Runs are good. What about in basketball? Are runs good there? Runs are really good. Okay. Because well, you go on a run. It's uh, Yes, and, the, and then, the, the Heat closed the first half on an 11-2 run. Let's go to game seven against the Celtics from Miami. Shot clock down to five for Smart. Back out to Tatum. Sidestep three. Tough shot and splash down. 
Uh, 196. Hey, it's a close game in the NBA playoffs. Second one in three weeks. Nice product. Yeah. Uh, let's hear post game from the Celtics coach. Hey, man, you already did the water bottle thing earlier. Man, they just drenched him. Now, let's not hear from him. Let's hear people yelling and screaming while they pour water on the coach. Watch your microphone. Uh, they move on. So here's your final, Dean. Warriors Celtics. What's a Celtic? I believe it's a spice. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, game one goes Thursday. How about that? How about that? Are you back in the green or the yellow? Who do you got here? Uh, probably the green, I guess. Although I don't know. It's uh, mm. Boston's. Uh, it's hard for me to cheer for Boston. You I, know what? I you just hope the best team wins. That's just. I'm just looking for some good hoops. And runs. Runs are good. Needs a lot of runs to win the championship. Canadian Premier League. Open wide for some soccer. Calgary FC visiting York in Greater Toronto. It was Martin Nash, the old Cavs assistant coach, his squad. Uh, second meeting of the year. Can he beat Tommy again? Scoreless beyond the 70th minute. Return for Camargo to the left boot. Sets up Pepple. Second effort, it's in. And Erbin Pepple has finally beat Nico Chiansopoulos. Mm-hmm. The former Cavs backup keeper. They've now won four of their last five league games. 1-0 the final Calvary big win. Four points back Pacific with Steve a game in Pauly, hand. Pauly Chronopoulos? Nico Giantsopoulos. We tried to get Tommy to spell it on air one day. Horrible. Yeah, Never asked anyone. I don't even know what that is. Uh, game in hand of Pacific. Four points back. Next action. They will host Halifax 1.30 on Saturday. That could be beautiful at Old Echo Field. 1.30 start. Oh, yeah. Now, see, what goes what goes through your mind when you say that? It has nothing to do about Sunshine, the Sunshine. Yeah, right. Crisp ales. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll dance into something a little hoppier for the second half. Right. As your face lights up. A cleansing pilsner to finish off today. Not, oh, it's not too late for the kids. We can go as a family and enjoy ourselves. No, it's about getting hoppier in the second half. That's right. Uh, that's Saturday. And finally, uh, well, not finally, there's a few more items. Uh, oh, CFL good. action. In this month, watch Canadian football. Long-ass field. It is a long-ass field. We noticed that uh, over the years. They pummeled the Lions in exhibition play, Dean. 41-6. to six. Suck it, Wally Bon. Oh, he's not there anymore. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Wally. I, I just think he should, regardless now. Anytime uh, you beat the Lions. Suck it, Wally Buono. Wally Buono has to suck it. That's right. It's a very, very deep-seated anger about Wally right. leaving Calgary. Uh, they'll play their second preseason game at the foot of the Rockies in Edmonton on Friday. Load up on Boston Brutes in the cultural capital. Okay, uh, the Stamps hosting the CFL's regular season opener, by the way. That is Thursday, June 9th against Alouette, Jonti Alouette. Yeah? Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because you needed to know, we'll go over to Roland Garros. Another game for Milos! <laughs> Felix Ojaliasim dropped in five sets by the King of Clay. Rolling, 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 the King rolling. of Clay? Yeah. Raffin it up. Thompson. Nope. Leila Annie Fernandez won her fourth round match. She's into tomorrow's quarterfinal. This is perfect. We finally got some sports in primetime. Boomer primetime. Boomer primetime. 4 a.m. They expected that match tomorrow will start. I can't wait. I'll be here. Layla. Let's Dean's go. Dean's watching.
I'm in. Yeah. Sports. Boomer hates. Oh. That's your pender report. Brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes, 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast, Hour 2 of the program. Right around the corner, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.